Listen in the old bio Find your favorite fishing pole Find out where's the next honey hole Only on the top rock fishing show Good morning and welcome to Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. I'm Tony Landry along with Ricky Watkins. Morning, Rick. Good morning, Tony. Anyway, for our weekly Fishing and Hunting Show, and welcome to Kane Radio, FM Band 107.5 and AM 1240. And as always, the purpose of this show is to keep our listeners updated with the fishing and the hunting in the area, along with Louisiana and stories around the USA and the world. And each Friday, these fine people are the reason we're here, Rick. You're right, Tony. We've got to thank our sponsors, Alamo Hydraulics, Doors Heating and Cooling, Coca-Cola, and Home Run Pizza. And if you'd like to give us a call, of course, the number, that you got it out of the area code, 337. The number is 367-1240. You can also listen to us online at wwwkane 1240.com. Anywhere in the world, you can listen to Kane Radio. And if you have an Alexa, just say Alexa, play Kane 1240. And you can also listen to Kane on any accessible internet device. We're live here at the studios at 107 West Main Street here in downtown New Iberia, right next to Victor's Cafeteria, which is open. And Rick, uh, freshwater, saltwater fishing was shaking, my man. Tony, uh, it's almost jug line. Well, it is jug line time. I've been seeing a, a, a couple of boats at the lake. Um, the guys are telling me that they've been catching a few nice catfish, you know, from two to four to five, six pounds, which is right in the, uh, the range of filleting, yep. which is good eating. And uh, I haven't really heard too much, Tony, about Spanish Lake. I don't know about you. I hadn't, uh, I hadn't been. A, I was going over there for a while, catching a few fish, but it, it kind of slacked off. And uh, I see the basins dropping big time. Yeah, it, uh, on my way to Baton Rouge uh, last night, we'll talk about uh, the Catholic Hotball game uh, uh, we had on Kane Radio. Uh, okay. It, the water looked like it was coming down. You know, right yeah. next to the levees, the water looked down. They had cows there on the side of the right. levee and all of. Uh, feeding themselves so uh it looked like it was down a little bit too uh didn't see when i crossed over henderson lake didn't see many boats at all though rick yeah well, uh, surprising yeah the mississippi tony is up up north in illinois minnesota they're breaking records it's like seven seven feet over a uh, normal stage and i mean it's the flooding is, is tremendous i seen on the news last night so when that water starts coming down this way and they start diverting it, you know, you're going to see it jump up big time. I'm talking about the Chaffalaya Basin, but we're supposed to have a tournament next Wednesday, and hopefully the water, you know, will stay down until then. I mean, it's Mother Nature. She's oh, going to yeah. do it's going to, you know, it's going to do what she's going to do. So it wasn't that long ago, of course, driving across the bridge yesterday and miss over the Mississippi, uh, the USS kid wasn't on dry dock anymore. Yep. You know, the water was up to its, uh, I guess, belly line it, uh, with that. But uh, the water uh, is flowing. It wasn't that long ago. <laughs> you yep. thought the Mississippi was going to dry up, and divert somewhere right. else. So hopefully next week, Tony, we'll have a, a, a good report about the basin because you know it's. It's supposed to come down to, projected to come down to around 11, 10 and a half, 11 feet. And, uh, I mean, it's got to it's gotta start going back up pretty soon as that water makes its way. They got an early uh, snow melt, you know, with a lot of snow melt up in Illinois. And, I mean, them poor people, the, the first store, the, the homes were flooded. And uh, they're saying it's the, the 20 years, it's the highest the Mississippi's been in 20 years. At, you know, it did this time sure. of the year. Yeah, yeah, with the ice melt. A lot of water. Place, That's uh, right. But with uh, going back to the basin at Butler Rose, of course, uh, we know, I, I think you mentioned it last week or maybe two weeks ago, 
uh, about the uh, stoplight being gone on the Basin Road, oh, yeah. too, out there in Henderson. Yeah, and they did a good job. It's just nice and smooth. Did you go that way? Not, not no? yet. Not lately. Yeah. Uh, but I, occasionally I like to take a drive out there oh, and see yeah, what's yes. going on. Well, that's the, how you say that is back to original. Yeah, yeah, it sure is. But the problem is how much longer is the little Butler Rose Bridge going to be out? Yeah. That's yeah, the kicker. Yes, you know? You're right. So, uh, yeah. You know, they're talking about uh, traffic being diverted uh, on the interstate. I need to check that. Uh, of course, heading back to Baton Rouge tonight to hopefully see a Panther win. In the meantime, uh, right. uh, it would be nice. Uh, to f- I need to find out where some of those blockages are, and I'm going to pull that up But I up think later. it's certain times, Tony. Yeah, it yeah. is, but I still want to keep an eye on no, it. No, you're uh, right. You're right about that. Yeah, hold you up. Uh, and then, of course, accidents uh, oh, take place oh, all the man. time. Yep. Anyway, with that, uh, Rick, I don't know if you uh, might have fished in the Big Bass Classic or, or not. And uh, I didn't see any results either from the Redfish tournament that happened no, uh, last Saturday. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, with I didn't that, fish it. I was hoping I'd get some uh, right. f- some info from Brooks, but uh, uh, we can wait another day. I got a lot to talk about today. We do. Oh yeah. Anyway, the Big Bass Classic with Jackie Savoy's Big Bass Classic didn't hear anything uh, with regards to that too. I was hoping maybe to spot that somewhere. But uh, we'll have more on that uh, probably next week as uh, some info gets out on all that. So, right. uh, yes, sir. Just wanted to let folks know about that. So, uh, from what I understand, everything went pretty well in that regard. So, uh, anyway, elsewhere, uh, you know, Rick, I wanted to talk about this, and uh, we've gone over it a few weeks about the Big Red Snap account. You know, the uh, federal government gave over the uh, five Gulf states the rights to look at. Uh, their numbers with the red snapper, you know, offshore. And uh, come yep. to find out, the state's count is like three times more, more. than the federal count. Yeah. And uh, that's led to offshore fishermen, you know, uh, their availability. Now they're going to be able to catch red snapper from Memorial Day weekend till the whoever the new commissioner is uh, right. uh, with catching the red snapper. You can catch them every day. So, But uh, the limits are still there, though. Uh, the daily limit of three. Three. And the 16-inch minimum keeper size. So, folks, uh, you got to bear uh, those uh, rules in that yeah. regard. But you can go out there at any day from after Memorial Day. You can head on out there and catch red snapper until uh, they pull the pull the reins back on you. So uh, yeah, to the close of the season. That's so it's right. got to be. There must be plenty in, in abundance, I guess, Tony, for well, you know to uh, to extend it. Last year we had eight hundred nine thousand plus pounds to catch, and this year it's up to nine hundred and thirty four thousand plus pounds. So that's a about a hundred twenty five thousand dollar increase. Yeah. You know, that's a lot of red snapper. Right. And uh, you know, we've been saying for years, talking to people who are out there in the Gulf fishing for the snapper, that they. they they're cool. Man, there's red snapper all over Everywhere. the place, man. That's you see right. them all over the place. And, of course, yeah. it's literally 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. You couldn't find any. Oh, you yeah. could. but I, I mean, got some buddies that dive, Tony. Now, that, that doesn't interest me. But anyway, and uh, they tell me it's like, man, everywhere you look, it's, it's there's snapper everywhere, which is a good thing. And also, you got to remember, you guys that are going to go out and catch those red snapper. The offshore fishermen will have some of the same rules as in the past. You must have in possession your valid and and saltwater recreational license, and that right. uh, uh, f- it's a fee free. free. It's free. Uh, the recreational offshore landing permit to fish for and or possess a red snapper, right. along with other reef fish. So that's important. And there's special rules for charter boat captains out there. If you're operating under uh, state permits and federal permits, you know you're on the uh, a charter boat. Individuals, anglers do not need the ROLP, but uh, make sure the charter boat captain right. uh, operation has one. So that's so important in that regard. 
when you want to go fishing for those uh, uh, snapper. And with May 26th opening, the offshore fishermen will be allowed to take uh, great trigger fish until the season closes, effective uh, June uh, uh, 1st to July 30th. And the season on great, uh, taking greater amberjack is going to be closed until April 1st. So uh, okay. it's snapper time, yeah. uh, uh, Rick, uh, come Memorial Day weekend. And a lot of people out there will be uh, – be looking at that and taking advantage right. of it especially too. with uh, with the tournament going on that's right yeah that's right with the cca tournament we'll talk about that yes sir. in a moment uh, a reminder for the recreational commercial uh cobia bag limit reductions going to effect in louisiana state waters and uh, last week we mentioned it on april 20th uh, recreational commercial cobia bag limits decreased from two fish daily to one one and uh, per person and additionally the two fish vessel per day limit is established regardless of the number of trips for both recreational and commercial harvest, so the size limit will uh, size limit will remain at 36 inches. So okay. uh, yep. that's something for you folks to remember too. Uh, that's why I bring it back up. I brought it back up yeah. last week. Just want to refresh people's minds because Rick, you know as well as I do, <laughs> oh, a good yeah. uh, lemon fish man. It's oh, yeah. it's tough to pass up in that regard. That, so. Right. Uh, Anyway, uh, again, I want to remind folks, too, about the saltwater anglers to complete that uh, red drum or the red fish survey. Yeah. Uh, which they feel, uh, the uh, biologists feel there's uh, some stress on that fish right now with that regard. And uh, they need input. Of course, uh, you guys in that uh, yeah. red fish tournament each uh, uh, once a month on Saturdays right. uh, out at Quintana. It'd be nice for y'all to get involved. And it's a certain size, Tony, I think. And what it is is, uh, you know, for them to spawn and, and reproduce, it's a certain size that they're worried about. That's right. Yeah. And it, it's the smaller size they hope they can get out, you know. Right. And, to get uh, to adultery. Right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So uh, that comes into play. And they this the escapement rate uh, for the management was 30%. Right now it's currently at 20 and that's what we're talking about. And we say escapement rate where they can get out and grow. Right. And that's where the uh, it comes into play. So the red drum, the redfish in our market, uh, whether it be Cubillon or uh, whatever, however you like to cook it. So oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of people uh, uh, chewing on their uh, redfish oh, yeah. uh, mouths in that regard. Yeah. So, a lot uh, of different dishes, like you said. That's right. That's right. Anyway, next on the uh, agenda uh, here, uh, uh, our representative, Bo Boye, uh, has a bill out there that aims to, rest uh, uh, to ease the restrictions with regard to local anglers uh, out at Marsh Island. And uh, okay. it was an article, uh, oh, uh, maybe about uh, – Eight to ten days ago, with regards uh, with the Iberian had that uh, Acadian outdoorsmen have been vo uh, voicing their displeasure over the law regarding the activity at Marsh Island Wildlife Refuge. And you know as well as I do, Rick, if you've ever been out in that area. Oh, yeah. Uh, they've got uh, some, you know, you go out there in that area around the dam and all uh, yeah. that ball with shrimping and everything else out there. Uh, crabs at the dams inside the refuge uh, six miles south of Sipmore Point, you know. Uh, his House uh, Concurrent Resolution 3 is to undo the requirement. It's scheduled to be heard, uh, I think, last week. I was with Bo last night, and I wasn't able to get to him about this. Uh, and, uh, he, of course, Bo grew up. His, his family had a camp out there at one time. I know his grandpa did. Good point, yeah. Uh, and uh, they, they take issues with uh, 
with the check-ins and the check-out language in the law. And since oh, yeah. last June, people must uh, utilize uh, self-clearing permits. Uh, this law currently reads, a self-clearing permit is required for all activities on department-administrated lands, yeah. including wildlife and refuge. Uh, and uh, Representative Boyer seeks to amend the statement to read, except for the Rockefeller Wildlife Refuge and the Marsh Island Wildlife Refuge under the current law, Outdoorsmen are forced to check in and out with the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries on their phones yeah. or go to an on-site check-in station. And basically, if a person does not have a cell phone or cell coverage, they can be forced to travel miles out their way yeah. just to adhere to these new rules. So uh, okay. uh, Representative Boyer said uh, in, in a statement, uh, we need to be encouraging people to spend more time outdoors, not create regulations to make it more difficult to access our natural resources. And he also said the purpose of this resolution is very clear. We don't need big government watching over our shoulders every turn. Self-clearing permits are mostly utilized for safety and purposes where hunting takes place. We don't allow hunting on these refuges, so there is no need to be forced to check in and out. Good well, point there. All right, go ahead, Tony. Yeah, and outdoor enthusiasts have used these refuges safely for generations. Right. Too. Now, there you go again, Tony. The island is surrounded by water. That's right. How many canals? You yeah, probably know better than me. I've been How through Marsh that? Island Buku, Buku right. canals. I've been so through if you can navigate it, to me, you know, that's just that's just my opinion. A lot of people go around the island just to fish and the shrimp, that's you right. know, and they, right. they don't even really touch, so, so say, touch the island. So, yeah, I can see both points. Yeah, know? and yeah. the 71,000-acre Marsh Island Wildlife Refuge uh, was donated, uh, didn't know this, by Market Safe okay. in 1920. 20? Did not realize that. It's 20 miles long east to west, and it's 11 miles uh, long north to south. Okay. And the wildlife, uh, Rockefeller Wildlife Refuge, is 71,000-acre refuge donated by the Rockefeller Foundation way back in 1919, so 100 years ago. Yeah. Didn't realize. I, I got to Google that after uh, I get okay. off the show no, who Market see, Safe is. Yeah, I just learned something, uh, too, I Tom. just didn't You're realize right. that, that island was ever owned by an right. individual. individual. Iberia, it's part of Iberia Parish. Right. And I think it's uninhabited other than maybe the wildlife and refuge refuge right. camp out there uh so now, Tony, uh, like he's saying if you go to rockefeller somewhere and you're getting out on state property and you you know you utilize the state property like to uh to drop some crab nets or whatever or to fish that that's a little different you know yeah 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 and i can remember going fishing out there uh had a, a friend whose uh, dad was uh one of the uh, game wardens game out wardens. there years like 35 40 years ago yep. and uh go fishing out there so oh, yeah uh, now run the dam at the right time you, oh, you know yes. the fish they, i mean ever everything comes in the feed and it can be and a lot of the uh, canals with the with the sharp curves in them the the water is usually deeper right there because of the way the current comes around and your your bigger redfish have a tendency to, to hang in those in those pockets, you know. Yeah, not only that, but they got a lot of big alligators. Oh yeah, <laughs> around well, too they, much yeah. island. Yeah, and uh, right. and with that yeah. too, uh, when that north wind blows, man, you better be safe well, uh, uh, going through the middle of the mm, island with uh, mud flaps yeah. and all. Oh, yeah. It's uh, pretty uh, hectic. I, I've been caught on him a couple times, yeah. so uh, not right. being aware oh, yeah. of that. So with that, uh, anyway, also a couple of interesting articles too. I had. Uh, 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 Jeff uh, a box pull up for me uh, yesterday, and uh, one pertains to uh, they had a forty thousand dollar tiger bass drop over at uh, in the Chafalaya Basin in uh, uh, Verrett area, and uh, it was uh, basically dozens of pickup trucks with boat and tow and other vehicles picked up. Uh, they they did a cleaning too, but they also uh, helped out with uh, dropping uh, uh, 
uh, Cajun baby fish, uh, they talk about uh, it was Cliff Crochet. And when you see people do things like this to uh, Rick, uh, trying to enhance the area with uh, with the, uh, the the bass that they uh, purchased, uh, they raised more than eleven uh, eighty four thousand dollars, and uh, two uh, two dates out of Dwyer's Landing and uh, Cliff Crochet uh, with that uh, just. Uh, just had a big drop, adding uh, more fish uh, into the lake and all. Of course, they're uh, small size, too, uh, in that regard. But they picked up, uh, and they did a little cleaning, too. Uh, uh, up to uh, uh, the Bass Fingerlings, uh, they dropped them at 6 a.m. at Veterans Park and Pear Park. So uh, right. those are good things, too, Rick, to oh, see yeah. that. Because, uh, yeah, of course, with the, that size, a lot of them will be eaten. And, well, uh, but. There's some growth potential there. Well, that many numbers, yeah. That's they'll, right. They'll yeah. have some survival. What is it, uh, maybe 10% will survive? That's so about right. That's yeah. about 4,000 uh, of fish, so... Yeah. Uh, uh, and grow into the two, three, four pounders, maybe and some, some of those get pounders. to spawn. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, uh, just a good thing. We see things like that, and yeah. uh, it's coordinated uh, with he and his wife and some other friends and all. There were about uh, 22 kids from uh, Assumption High School out there helping them and dads. So, uh, maybe you see things like this. You see them, these kids get out there and try to help. Uh, with regard to the fishing all over the place, and uh, yep. just a great thing it's that takes good, place. Good story, Tom. Yeah, and uh, and also I'm gonna just hold off on this story for a moment till we come back uh, right. after our first break. But Rick, you and I both know after Hurricane Andrew, which just about destroyed the lakes, it devastated the lake. You know, with the dead fish, uh, you saw just uh, yeah. unbelievable. Uh, yeah, we threw like four or maybe even five tournaments, Tony, and we did the same thing, and uh, the lake the lake bounced back. You know, it took not, a while, though, but it, it did. It, yeah, well, when, once we restocked it, it, it took took like three or four years. But, you know, and uh, we got a couple little deals going on right now with the grass situation, but hopefully that will get taken care of. And, uh, yeah, the lake is a, is, a, is a tremendous, a wonderful fishery. Yeah, it is, Rick. And uh, it's just the only thing, wish it could just be a shade deeper, if you know what I mean. Yeah. To protect the fish a little bit better, you know, through the cold temperatures and right. all. And even through the heat, too, yeah. sometimes. Oh, uh, yeah. With that, but uh, <clears throat> anyway, it's not a real deep lake. No, overall, or either lake, Dotrieval right. or Lake yeah, Point. That's right. Overall, it's uh, like you said. On average, it, on average, it may be four feet on average. Yeah, yep. yeah. But it's you know they got a few little potholes out there. Uh, oh yeah. Now your bar that. pits along the levee when they dug, you know, to uh, extend the levee and uh, make the levee, uh, you know, taller and, and wider. It's uh, and in some of those bar pits you have uh, 15, 20 feet of water. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, and uh, you have to admit, you know, due to the uh, the basin being low for a good while now, uh, fishing was uh, just uh, a lot of people went to the basin instead of the lake. So oh yeah. Still had a few people out there, and of course, as you mentioned. Next Wednesday, we'll have some results, or next Friday, I should say, for oh, yeah. a Wednesday hog fight. Yeah, because I plan on fishing, good Lord's willing, uh, Wednesday night. So oh, I'm, all right. I'm, I should have a, a good bit to talk about. Anyway, hopefully the, the weather will be accommodating, if you know what I mean. So, yeah, uh, I think it's supposed to, be, uh, supposed to be decent. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, with that, we're going to go ahead and take our first break. You're listening to Cane uh, uh, Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. We'll be back with more right after this. Locally owned and operated, Alamo Hydraulic serves the oil business on the national scene. Specializing in welding, grinding, and hard chrome plating, Alamo also does fabrication work on cylinders, valves, pumps, and motors of all brands. Located at 2712 West Admiral Doyle Drive, you can call Chris Williamson at 303-3799. That's Alamo Hydraulics, a proud sponsor of the Cane Fishing and Hunting Show. 
Everyone loves pizza, and everyone loves a home run. Put them together, and you have home run pizza. And yes, right here in New Iberia, located at 3816 East Old Spanish Trail, it's New Iberia's newest takeout pizza, and delivery is available. Dough is made fresh each day, and you get an assortment of toppings. Try the Grand Slam, the Double Play, or Mr. Meaty. They're all home runs at Home Run Pizza, 256 5783. That's 256-5783. We have a new player on the field and he's ready for kickoff with a delicious ice-cold Coca-Cola. And the kick. Ice giving him a little trouble as a few cubes shake loose. He's probably going to pour it here and he does. The glass is full. Can he go all the way? He did it! Oh, wow! And just listen to that fizz! That might have been the most refreshing thing that I've ever seen. Whew! Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling. A new carrier heating and air conditioning system from Dahl's Heating and Cooling can save you money every month. Thanks to the newest line of carrier energy-efficient technology products, you can lower your utility bill. Don't forget to ask about the cool cash savings through your local carrier dealer. Turn to the carrier experts at Dahl's Heating and Cooling. Call Dan, you're my AC man today at 337-367-2511. That's 337-367-2511, license number 6286. Hi, this is Boxcar Bajlow, inviting you to join me and PGA Golf Professional Teddy Slyman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m., we'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes. And we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240. Chip Shots is sponsored by the Coca-Cola Bottling Company, GolfBalls.com, and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Kane Row, and Sugar Oaks. So let's make it tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Stream us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day. The hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5, AM 1240, and streaming at Kane1240.com. Welcome back to Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. I'm Tony Lander along with Ricky Watkins. And, Rick, uh, you can see here uh, that our local, lace, uh, uh, local lake bass population grows to over 300,000 uh, plus fry are being released. So uh, yep. that was uh, approximately uh, 10 days ago, two weeks ago, uh, and uh, Lake Force Point was scheduled to get uh, only 150,000 of Florida largemouth fry. But uh, well, with that, uh, the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries, uh, through the uh, Booker Fowler Fish Hatchery, turned out they ended up with 327,000 uh, uh, fish in that regard, Rick. And uh, you know as well as I do, uh, uh, the pickup uh, truck driven from Lafayette to Lake Force Point State Park by fisheries technician, Philip Alamore, Cecilia, they called and they got some extra fish too, Rick, in that regard. Uh, so, again, uh, it's always great to see that. Uh, and like we said, uh, of those usually of what they drop, usually about 10% usually survive through those uh, uh, droppings and all. And at 327,000, yeah. hopefully we can see an additional 32,000 fish grow up. Oh, yeah. And, uh, boy, that would be nice. So, of course, uh the District 6 Inland uh, Fisheries Biology Manager uh, and Alamar met uh, the hatchery truck at the office in Lafayette. Then they drove their cargo to the state park uh, on the west side of the West Atchafalaya Basin Protection Levy. And from there, they loaded the bags into the bottom of the Pro Drive boat. And uh, they launched the boat and the two motored uh, to, to borrow pits. Uh, along the levee and in the canal in the Texaco field, all three sites are places where the biologists had conducted electrofishing samples to determine the fish population. And to the first stop at the Borough Pit with clear water in the, in, uh, at the back, uh, 
they did their jobs and uh and boy those are good things to happen too rick and oh yeah and, and i think it's been in the last time tony was looking at the article was like uh, 14 since uh they had put some fingerlings in the lake yeah i think you're yeah. right about and that too it'll uh, take probably three or four years but it'll uh it'll boost up the lake and uh hopefully you know they'll uh they'll do very well in there yeah that's what we all agree upon so uh with that uh the uh <laughs> as they do Article said as they were chunking them in, uh, yeah. the fish slid out into the water, and you'll be catching some of those in a couple of years, they uh, acknowledged. And, uh, of course, uh, this uh, bass stocking mission, is, it's the first of the year in District 6 was complete, and the Florida bass fry were delivered by the state's uh, largest fish hatchery, uh, and that's the Booker Fowler fish hatchery was ready and uh, open for spawning bass purposes. It opened back in 97, 1997. And since then, it's produced millions of bass to help uh, state biologists reach management goals in the sportsman's paradise. Yep. So uh, Now, once them babies, Tony, make it to a certain size, uh, your Florida strand, they will grow uh, a pound and three quarters to two pounds a year. So once they reach, you know, once they make it to yeah, a certain size. you're right. Uh, and they're so going to be... Yeah, they're gonna be gobbled up by birds and small yeah, well, uh, uh, predators and everything else and yeah. that. Uh, but at least they've got a chance to grow to trophy size too. You know that. Oh so, yeah. Uh, and uh, with that, the Florida fry bass uh, headed this way recently, more likely uh, a week old, which means they're approximately 7.27 millimeters long, or uh, about uh, about a little over a quarter of an inch. So, and it takes. You know, uh, basically 453 grams of fry that size to make uh, one pound. So uh, after 45 to 50 days, a hatchery official said the surviving fry should be uh, two-inch long fingerlings, and that target a forage bass hunter larger than Planklin in the wild. So the high-end survival, they say, of the Florida uh, bass fry recently released in the lake is about 7%. We were saying 10, but, uh, you know, 7 to 10. You, mm -hmm. You're going to see some of that, and some of that you might see 4 or 5. Yep. So, uh, Depending on the numbers, you're That's right. right. But yep. anyway, uh, of course, Lake Force Point hadn't been uh, the recipient of Florida bass fingerlings since 2014, as you mentioned, when 80,000 were released by the department. And uh, right now, the Florida bass yeah. fry have been stocked in the lake by uh, Louisiana Wildlife Fisheries in 19, 21, and uh, 22. Yeah. So, uh, and you, it took about, like I said, Tony, about four years. And after that, it uh, it started to show up in the lake. Yeah, with and by that we mean uh, with the size of the bass yeah. too, with the three and four and five pounders. So that's uh, right. you can see. So oh, yeah. uh, that's so important too uh, in that regard too, uh, Rick. So. Uh, We'll see how that's all going to come, and uh, hopefully in the next few years, uh, some of our bass fishermen in this area will be excited. Oh, yeah. If you it know will. what I mean. Oh, most definitely will. Yep. Anyway, uh, Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Safety uh, and the Wildlife and Fisheries, uh, they had a, almost 200 people show up for the boating education course. Uh, Line Yob Day was at uh, locations around the state okay. uh, for the National Association of State Boating uh, Law Administrators and the boating education course and food and drinks, giveaway, door prizes, all free of charge. And the boating certificate is mandatory for anybody born after January 1st, 1984, okay. and who wants to operate a motorboat in excess of 10 horsepower. All right, so uh, the approved course includes information about choosing a boat, classification, hulls, motors, legal requirements, and equipment requirements. 
The course also covers many navigation rules and charts, trailering, sailboats, canoeing, personal watercraft, as jet skis, and more. And each student received a completed uh, the course, was issued a vessel oper operations certificate. And uh, for, to register for future uh, boating education class, please uh, visit uh, the uh, site on the Louisiana Gov page, Boater Education, and click on the link for find a course near you. So uh, you young people uh, born after January 1st, 1984, you want to operate a boat, you got to pass this course. So uh, they catch you without this uh, certificate with the uh -huh. certification, uh, you got to write you up. Yep. So just to remind you, so uh, how's my math? Uh, almost uh, people in uh, under 39, I guess, uh, have to have this certificate, yep. or under 40, I even should say. About, uh, yep. You need to have one to operate a, a boat with more than 10 horsepower, folks. So uh, get on the stick. It's important to remember those uh, fees and all, too, uh, Rick. you got to have them, too. Yep. Also remind our folks, and I do each week until, uh, Labor, I should say, Memorial Day weekend, about the CCA Fishing Tournament. Thousands, uh, hundreds of thousands of prizes given out with boats, motors, trailers, uh, that brand-new Chevrolet uh, pickup, uh, I guess the 2023 pickup uh, in that regard. So whether you're male, female, old, young, uh, like to fish, uh, but don't own a boat, you can fish from shore. They've got a lot of prizes. Go to the uh, CCA uh, website and look that up, and uh, just great opportunities for uh, young people. Yep. in that regard also remind folks too about the uh opening of the uh shri spring shrimp season to open in a portion of the louisiana waters may 1st uh, you need to go to the website look at that map and it basically is from west of the mississippi always to the intercoastal canal folks so okay. uh and it's something you need to look at in that yep. regard so Good uh, size area. oh yeah very much so in that regard Elsewhere, uh, tides uh, today uh, with uh, regards to uh, uh, the movement of the water. Of course, uh, here today, uh, Friday, the 28th of April, the sun rose and, uh, uh, at about uh, 6.28 uh, this morning and will be setting at 7.43 in the high and low tide chart. Uh, the first low tide this morning was at 4.46. The only high tide of the day will be at 2.05 this afternoon. Elsewhere, Saturday, the 29th, uh, the sun's going to rise at 627, set at 744. Boy, getting those extra minutes of daylight in. Clicking on. <laughs> That's right. In the high and low tide chart, we see that the first low tide Saturday uh, morning uh, will be at 559, the next low tide at 859. Meanwhile, the first high tide will be at 211 p.m. Saturday, and the next high tide at 1146 p.m. On Sunday, uh, the, uh, of, uh, I guess, the 30th of April, the last day in April to catch fish. Yep. And the sun's going to rise at 6.20 a.m. and then set at 7.49. In the high and low tide chart, we can see that the high tide will be at 7.24 a.m. That's Sunday morning. And the low tide will be at 11.27 p.m. Average water temperature in Southwest Pass, Vermilion Bay today, is around 69 degrees, which uh, basically is comfortable. We'll start to see that rise as the spring wears on and the summer months are upon us. Right. So uh, with that, uh, Rick, uh, of course, as always, we've got to thank these people. Oh, yeah, we've got to thank our sponsors, Tony Alamo Hydraulics, Dose Heating and Cooling, Coca-Cola, and Home Run Pizza. And our motto is always, kids that hunt and fish don't steal and deal.